Welcome. You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, and happy Pentecost. Although when you're listening to this, it won't be quite exactly the day of Pentecost yet. I am recording this on Pentecost. And the joy of Pentecost is that we get to live in the gift of what happened that day every single day. So yes, I want to talk about Pentecost and what happened on that day. I also want to talk about the gift of tongues and praying in tongues and how That helps us and affects us as a believer and the operation of tongues. And this does actually go along with our series about birthing promises a little bit because did you know that tongues actually strengthen you as a believer? That is one of the functions of tongues. So when we are exhausted and we do not know how to pray, we can pray in tongues. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. So I want to just go to Acts 2, where we talk about Pentecost, where the Bible tells us what happened at Pentecost. You see, Jesus had risen already. He had died. He had been resurrected. And he told them to go and wait for his Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ told his disciples to wait and to tarry until the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they waited in the upper room together. And it says in Acts 2, this is where it happened. It says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. And when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and other areas of Libya and around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. How can this be? What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. So, why would someone say they're just drunk? Because they were speaking in tongues, and tongues, to those who speak the same language, are not always discernible. In fact, 
Sometimes there is a certain type of tongues that can only be understood by God, but God also uses tongues, the gift of tongues, to speak and preach the gospel to people that don't speak the same language so that they will hear their language, their native language, proclaiming the goodness of God. And that's what happened here on Pentecost. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and power came upon them as a result. So I'm going to skip ahead to Romans 8. There's another passage that talks about what it is to pray in tongues and to speak in tongues. This is Romans 8 and 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. So, this is talking about tongues also. This is specifically about praying in tongues. This is about the prayer language of tongues. When we get to a point where we don't know what to pray, maybe we've been pressing so long for a promise that we have run out of words. And we're in that moment like Hannah was, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, where She had no words and it just came out as cries and groans and wails. That's tongues too. That's travailing. But the groans that the Spirit expresses are tongues. Those are tongues in a prayer language. And they are speaking to God without words. I'm going to skip ahead to 1 Corinthians 13. It says at the top of it, If I could speak all the languages of the earth end of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. There are some other translations that say, if I could speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, then I'm just a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So, What this tells us is that there are tongues of men, like those people from all different places heard, but there are also tongues of angels. So did you know that when we pray in tongues, the enemy can't understand? When we pray in tongues, we're praying directly to God. When we pray in tongues, sometimes we are praying in the language of angels. How amazing is that? And did you know that when you pray in tongues, it's the very breath and spirit of God praying for you? You breathe in, but as you release the sound, God himself, the Holy Spirit himself, intercedes for you on your behalf. Now we see in 1 Corinthians 14, it talks a little bit more about tongues. It says, Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities that the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will only be talking to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues 
is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I'm going to take a pause and just say, point out on verse four, it says a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. So that means that when we pray in tongues, we are actually being strengthened personally. God himself is strengthening us. The Holy Spirit himself is praying for us. And it says here, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the Spirit of God, the power of the Spirit, and you will be strengthened personally. So we know that when we pray in tongues, we get strengthened personally. I'm going to continue in verse 5. I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying, so that the whole church will be strengthened. So we know that there is a way to actually interpret tongues. So there are tongues that are just our prayer language. That's just between us and God. But then there are tongues that God gives us to actually encourage and edify the body through interpretation. So the tongues that get interpreted are another kind of tongue, but that requires a whole other gift. But when someone speaks in tongues and there is a person there with the gift of interpretation, the Lord might actually flow revelation through that gift of tongues so that the person with the gift of interpretation can translate what the Holy Spirit is saying. So we have the gift of tongues that is a prayer language that's just between us and God, and it strengthens us personally. We also have the gift of tongues that is to edify the body. If there is a person there that can interpret the tongues and give us the message that the Lord himself is giving. Now I'm going to skip down to verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 14. So 1 Corinthians 14, verse 13 to 15. So anyone who speaks in tongues should also pray for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. So, we do pray in the Spirit, and that is our Holy Spirit praying and interceding before God. We worship in the Spirit, and that is our Holy Spirit worshiping God. But we also want to speak in words that we understand. As it says in verse 4, A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. So speaking and praying in tongues actually strengthens you personally. Now we see three functions of tongues here. We see the function that is actually for unbelievers, people that don't know the gospel yet, People that might speak all different languages, God will use the gift of tongues poured out through the Holy Spirit to actually speak in the languages of other people that people filled with the Holy Spirit may have never heard. They've never heard these languages, but the Holy Spirit speaks those languages through them by the power and the gifting of tongues so that unbelievers who speak other languages can hear the gospel and hear about the goodness of God in their own language. And that operates as a sign for unbelievers 
that God is real because these people are speaking in their language. You know, there's actually a story from the Azusa Street Revival. There was a man, I can't remember his name or exactly where he came from, but I believe that he was he was a devout religious man of some sort. But he was actually going to Azusa Street to prove that they were blasphemous and that it was not a move of God because he had heard of these people speaking in tongues and things, and he was going to prove that it was wrong. Well, he went there, and he was not from the United States. In fact, I believe Hebrew was his native language, and no one at Azusa Street spoke in Hebrew. But he showed up, he pretended to be interested in the revival, and he showed up at the Azusa Street revival. And as they prayed and as they worshipped, You know, the Holy Spirit broke out and people started praying and speaking in tongues. And someone looked at him and started speaking to him in tongues. And they spoke in perfect Hebrew about the goodness of God. And God actually rebuked that man and said, you are here for the wrong reasons. He basically, the Lord called this man out through the gift of tongues and told him that you're not here for the right reason. You're trying to prove that this is not of God, but this is God. And what you're trying to do is blasphemy, essentially. And then he spoke of the goodness of God, and that man was completely wrecked in that moment for the Lord. Completely just taken over for Jesus. He recognized the power of the Holy Spirit in that moment. Now, I can't remember if he was Jewish or if he was Christian, but the entire reason of being there was to prove that it wasn't a move of God. And in that moment, God proved to him that it was. And that person only spoke English. And he started talking to them and he said, how do you know my, how do you know Hebrew? How are you speaking to me in perfect Hebrew? And the person just kind of went, what? And they started speaking in English. They're like, I don't speak Hebrew. I've never heard Hebrew. And this man in that moment was completely overcome by the power of God. And instead of proving to the world that it wasn't a move of God, he got to tell the world that it was. So that is one function of the gift of tongues, to actually speak in other languages so that people that don't believe yet or maybe are skeptical like that man can actually fully believe and it acts as a sign and a wonder to them. The other aspect is what we talked about where there is the gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation, where someone speaks in tongues a message from the Lord and another person interprets it. And that is to edify the body of Christ. But then we have praying in tongues, which in 1 Corinthians 14 is what it says strengthens you personally. And in Romans, it says that the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings that cannot be spoken in words. When we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit himself intercedes. So that is the gift of tongues. And that is also how tongues can help when you are struggling, when you've been pressing for a promise, when you're exhausted, when you have run out of words to pray. Pray in tongues and you will be strengthened personally. Pray in tongues and the Holy Spirit himself will intercede for you. Now you might be listening to this and thinking, I don't know how to pray in tongues. I don't know how to speak in tongues. Well, you don't have to learn how. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. So if you don't have it yet, 
All you have to do is ask the Lord to give it to you. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer as we close out today. Lord, I love you and I thank you that Jesus Christ gave himself for us on the cross, that he died and he rose again, and that as he left, he sent your helper, the Holy Spirit, to us. And just as the Holy Spirit came down upon them in Pentecost, in tongues of fire, God, I ask you now to baptize me in the power of the Holy Spirit and even in your tongues of fire so that I may be able to speak in tongues and to prophesy. Thank you, Lord, for baptizing me in your gift of tongues. Thank you, God, for baptizing me in the power of your Holy Spirit. So you can pray that over yourself, and I'm going to pray over you now. Lord, I pray that anyone listening to this episode that has not received the gift of tongues, that they Feel your presence upon them now. And I ask you, God, to baptize them in the Holy Spirit and even in tongues of fire, that they may feel your presence and that they may speak in the tongues of men and of angels. Baptize them with your tongues of fire, God, so that they can speak in tongues and pray to you in tongues in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Now, as you receive that, if you feel any sounds bubbling up inside of you, just let them come out. Don't overthink it. But if the Lord leads you to open your mouth, just open your mouth and let the sound come out. It might feel totally weird. It might feel like gibberish. But if you hear those sounds in your mind, if you start feeling your mouth moving, then let those sounds come out. And I have to tell you, some people, when they speak in tongues or pray in tongues, it sounds like words. But A lot of the time, tongues will just come out in syllables at first. It might just be a single syllable or two syllables repeated, but it's coming out in a way that you are not pushing or forcing yourself. It's truly just coming out of your spirit. You will know. So tongues can sound different. Mine sound a little different depending on the moment. God has me pray in tongues in different ways. But, you know, this is kind of what mine sounds like. And it can be different every time. So we thank you, God, that you pour out your spirit on all of your people. And we thank you, God, that as people stand before you and ask for your spirit and they ask for the baptism of your spirit, that you are a good God who gives good gifts and you pour out your spirit on them in the mighty name of of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. I hope this episode encouraged you. And if you still do not have the gift of tongues, if you still do not have tongues and have not prayed in them, but you want to, keep asking. It says in the word to keep seeking, to keep asking, to keep knocking. And God is faithful. I've even heard of people getting their tongues in a dream. So just know that God is faithful and keep asking. And if you do have the gift of tongues or if you just received it, thank the Lord for it. And when you get to those moments where you do not know what to pray or you're exhausted or you're wrung out or you're struggling or you're hurting, pray in tongues because it will strengthen you personally through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I hope you all have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week. Have a blessed week. Where do you begin?